Thank you, Lauren and Jonathan, for your testimonies. May you uh, continue to reflect on uh, the experience and trips so that uh, you can grow in God, God's grace. Today's scripture reading, uh, <clears throat> Isaiah 40, verses 3 to 11. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of the Lord. By the grace of God, the team consists of 10 members from KSMN and ESM, was able to go to South Africa and do the short-term mission from August 1st to 15th. I would like to take this opportunity to thank our church and our members who prayed for us and supported us generously. Moreover, I give great thanksgiving to God for God's guidance for the team and God's abundant grace during the short-term mission. Personally, I have experienced so much grace even before the trip and while we were in South Africa. Today, I will give you the report of the mission trip and share with you how our God has done for the team. Today's report has a title. I call it Abundant Grace of God. I could not think of any other titles but this one, Abundant Grace of God. There are a few areas where I saw abundant grace of God. First of all, the abundance of financial support. Last year at the session retreat in October, I was asked to lead this year's South Africa mission trip. But due to church financial situation, I was asked to do a lot of fundraising for the mission trip. We even raised the personal fee from 1000 300 to $2,000. Not only that, ESM did not have any budget for the short-term mission. I was like, okay, I'm leading the team, but no budget. As a leader of the team, I became so burdened and desperate. 
So I began to pray to God a lot. Fundraising was my prayer topic for a long time. From November last year. God, you appointed me as a leader for the short-term mission team, but you, we do not have budget. God, we ask you to help us. You're the only hope. Please help us. This was my prayer in my lips and in my heart for a long time. During the time, I was reading a book, and this short sentence caught my attention. Love creates community. Meaning, when you, when you do something, anything with love, people will gather and support you. Uh-huh. So with the constant prayers, I prepared mission trip with love and passion. Whether that is fundraising or whether that is training sessions, I did with love and passion. And I asked our team members, whenever I email, how many emails did I send you? I don't know. Hundred. Whenever I did that, always love creates community. Have, have faith in that. I asked our team members to do the same thing with me. As you know, our team served the hall during the mission dinner. Let us see some pictures of our fundraising events. Yard sale, we had car wash, and we had hamburger sale, and selling special drinks at church picnic. I have iPhone SE. It has, it has an app. It shows how many steps you took, right? Mission dinner, over 20,000 steps. Yard sale, almost 20,000 steps. Oh, my goodness. It's good for me, right? A lot of steps. But that much, we were so desperate. We're just doing our best. We could, right? And asking God's help. God, we will try our best. Please help us. We have no money. Not only that, we as a team met every Saturday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sometimes we stayed until 10 p.m. for 14 weeks. Think about that. Every Saturday night, you committed yourself to learn and to work with the team. That's a commitment. We studied the Word of God. We prepared personal testimonies, gospel presentation, craft materials, group skit, and travel preparations. So many things to uh, work on. As if people noticed our love and passion for everything we did, we began to receive more and more financial support from our church members. As a team leader who was desperate for the financial support, God gave me this wisdom to reach out to non-church members. I wrote a letter about this mission trip and about our five youth who are in that mission trip and explaining in that letter that I hope that they can see greater gods in, a, in, in that kind of place. And let them have purpose, life purpose for themselves. And it worked. I, I signed it, converted it to PDF file, distributed it to our team members. And from non-church members, we have collected almost $4,000. Almost $4,000. Abundant grace of God 
isn't it? As of July 7th, I got this information from KSM Finance Department that we had collected more than $44,000 for South Africa mission. Abundance, grace of God, isn't it? As you can see from the fundraising graph across the kitchen upstairs, our goal for the trip was already reached even before, a few weeks before the trip. The day when we left for South Africa, KSM few Kwonsanims prepared galbi and nengmyeon for the team. That was so great. And there were quite a few members like uh, elders came out and prayed, prayed for our team. So much love we have received from the church and the members. On that day, Reverend Inki Kim said this to us. God has prepared everything for you and God has led you thus far. God will prepare everything for you and lead you when you are in South, South Africa as well. So trust in God's grace and have a great time in South Africa. That gave me, that gave me confidence and grace. We as a team experienced the abundant grace already before our departure. And we were empowered by grace to go on to on this trip. Secondly, I want to talk about the abundance of leadership from our team. When we were gathered for training on Saturdays, some of the adults in our team, as Lauren shared, showed leadership in many ways, especially one Gwonsanin who always brought something to eat, suba, watermelon, or some different fruit, some, some muffin, or some, what was that? Every Saturday. It's not easy. It's not easy. But she had that kind of care and love for the team. Love comes from higher level, always. Going down and roll down to lower level. And, and adults, they show that kind of love and care for the team. And our youth, five of them, received that and, 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 and felt so confident that we as a team. When we went to South Africa, it's not just a team anymore. As Lauren said, we became a family. Solid family. I, true, I truly thank God for our five youth when I look back on this mission trip. To me, it was like watching a flower coming into bloom. Look at the slide. It's a tissue paper flower with Bible lesson. And Julia, it was a great pleasure to witness how they became themselves, meaning comfortable with themselves and with others. They became brighter, smiling more and laughing more among themselves. It was true joy for me to witness that. They becoming more and more God's kind of princess and prince. We went to an area called Transkai the second week. Transkai is about 1,000 kilometers from Cape Town, where Missionary Arm um, does his ministry. You see Cape Town, far left corner, 
that's the most, I think, crowded uh, city uh, in South Africa. But that red color area, that is called Transkai, and Nelson Mandela, he's from that Zoksa people. We went there like a second week. It took like 14, 15 hours driving, 10,000, 1,000 kilometers. I did not know why we had to go there. But now I realize, I understand clearly why we had to go there. Because the uh, uh, missionary arm does his ministry in this special uh, area called Kalecha. That's a kind of ghetto area, poorest of the poor. And most of them coming from that Transkai area. They left their hometown because to make money. And 97% of population in Kalecha from Transkai. And after that, right, after Transkai experience, we went to attended this uh, church in Kalecha. And Lauren shared, some of our youth shared their experience in Transkai. And when they share that, the church members, they're originally from uh, Transkai, right? They raised, they stood up and clapped and, and, and give them uh, warm thanks to them. So it is like the poorest of the poor. Uh, missionary arm is ministering to them. And we were able to go there, original hometown, and reach out to them with good news and share the love of God with them. It was a really great. And among them, our youth. Uh, I remember that they said that they never met these people before, right? But they prayed for them. They asked, what kind of prayer topics you have? I would like to pray for them, pray for you. And then once they pray, they cry. Our youth cry because the situation is so, so poor. And think about that. God gave that heart in you. Huh? When you pray for other people, you have that heart for God. And that is priceless. That is something you will never, ever experience in this kind of setting. But in that barren land, nothing there. No electricity, no running water. We drank from rainwater. I slept on the floor made of cow dung. But no one complained. Ten of us, none of us complained. And this missionary Nam, called, his name is Missionary Nam, he was so surprised and he talked to me. One day, Moksani, I cannot imagine, I cannot believe this. Your team, no one jingle, no one complained, no one got sick. I praise God for you guys. And thank God for uh, God's grace that we were able to uh, truly enjoy God's presence in that barren land. Our youth took more leadership in Transkai. Uh, they take care of uh, Sunday school. They went out and shouted towards this valley, that valley, Sunday school! Sunday school! One or two kids came out from the house. One or two. 
We gather them. Yeah, someone said that. Yes. Oh, I read. That's <laughs> all. So Thank you for the echo. Yeah. Yeah. And then adults did not do anything. Transcar, you know, our youth, five of them, they prepared the craft activities, they read the Bible lesson, they dramatized that, and they show how to do the craft, and then they kneel down and work with them, or even go out to the uh, field and play with them with the bubbles and all that. They took care of everything. I, I was so glad to see them took, taking care of that, you know, assuming that leadership. I thank God for that. Our youth, that their life's goal got clear, and they know what to do with their life after the mission tree. One of them said that she wanted to be a medical doctor and go back to South Africa and serve the poor people there. Priscilla actually said that. I pray that God grant her prayers. Lastly and thirdly, I want to talk about the abundance of God's word. Here we are so saturated. We are, how do I say that? Word of God is so, so, so many. Here we can listen to the word of God. There you can just connect to internet and listen to famous popular speakers and all that. There's no electricity. No visitors. Only grandmas and little children. And they welcome us with open hearts. And even our youth, when they just share simply, simply, how, the, how our God touched their lives, as soon as their testimony is over, presentation of good news is over, people wanted to, I want to accept Jesus. Please pray for me. So the word of God and prayer of those two items, so powerful and real, so real in that context. On the first day in Transkai, uh, I visited with the team, the house of chief of the village. We were welcomed by the chief, and we were welcomed to spread the gospel in his village. As I began to share the good news with the people in the house, one lady who was in the corner asking me this question. I received God into my life a while ago, but nowadays I can't seem to feel God in my life. Please help me. As soon as I heard her, I, I don't know why, but I stood up and started talking to her. And the translator began to translate what was, I was talking to her. I said to her, God will never leave you, lady. Even though you may not be able to feel God in your life, it doesn't mean God has left you. For God will never leave you. I was waiting for the translator to finish what I just said. I was looking at her with compassion and conviction. As soon as the translation was done, she began to cry and wiping her tears from her face and asking me to pray for her. So I prayed for her, asking God to answer her when she couldn't even cry out to God. God, you are merciful. 
you will hear even her groan. As soon as the prayer was over, one man in this corner, in 30s at the other side, knelt down and asked me to pray for him. He also received Jesus a long time ago, but he was like the prodigal son running away from God. He wanted to go back home. Out of compassion, I held his hands and prayed together. I asked him to repeat after me. It was so spontaneous. Prayer and word of God, it is so spontaneous. As a, as a minister, right, everybody's looking at me. When we visited our household and the local church pastor's asking me, oh, brother, can you give word of God to this household? I was, I was kind of expecting that, but uh, it was so in, uh, spontaneous. So I asked God, God, what is your message for this household? And God gave me a message, word of God. I was so surprised. Even now, it gives me goosebumps. Because it's not about me. It's not by my power or by my might. But I was just clay jars, right? I'm just a container holding word of God, living God. It just overflows out of me and gives. You know what I'm saying, right? Lauren, Priscilla, Jonathan. We were all together the last day. We were visiting the household, and people looking at me, give word, word of God to this household. You know what? That was my big thing. I never experienced that before. It is, it is so grace, so grace to me, because being, I was able to be used by God. Not that I do something for God, but just being used by God. That is a great experience. And word of God was just in me. It just came out. And I realized that. Ah, mission is not something we do. We human plan and do execute. It is giving ourselves to God's leading, God's word. And God will use us. That is mission. There's no greater grace than this. There was no abundant grace than this. Out of abundance, the word of God overflows and reach out to people who are in need of the word of God. The five youth saying they want to go back to South Africa again. It tells you many things about the mission trip, doesn't it? So my friends, our church began this relationship with Missionary Arm from 1998. We have sent 12 teams so far. And there's a reason behind this. It is now we're we giving something to them, but there's so much we receive. We experience God's presence in a, in a real way. So I encourage uh, every one of you to think about that. Every two years, we will have a short-term mission to South Africa. And ask one of our youth, ask me, uh, how was it, truly? It is God's glory. God is working really hard, and we want to be used for God's glory. 
Once again, I would like to thank God for everything God has prepared and provided for us. And I thank you for your support and prayers for 2016 South Africa mission. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for who you are and for what you have done in South Africa and to our team. You have touched everyone's heart and you have given them greater experience that you are alive, you are living God. Your word of God is powerful and active, penetrating the souls and minds of the people. And there are so many people out there in need of your grace, the good news in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for leading us and allowing us to go through this and experience all this. Please use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. obedience you don't have to do greater things but just give your heart to God God will use you God will consecrate you sanctify you God will make you great that is our God when we pray let us give our life our hearts to God so that God can build our life. God can use us for his glory. Let us pray.
Oh, yeah. 